everyone. everyone. This is the podcast that will become your friend. Join us in our weekly coastal walk and talk about all manner of topics with some hints on how to make your life easier. I'm Tishy. And I'm Smiles. Let's take them for a walk. Shall we? Beautiful Folkestone. Folkestone. I brought you back for some memories from oh, your childhood. It's so lovely. And the, the sky looks like the beginning of The Simpsons. It is all those white clouds. The white clouds. <laughs> yeah, and the blue sky, you're right. <laughs> Isn't it lovely? So we're starting up by the Grand Hotel. In, up on the Lees in Folkestone, which overlooks the sea, built in the 1910s, I think it was. was um, it? And then they built another one next door to it, like literally next door to it. So if, if you look at the Lees, it's like a big stretch of grass with some big houses behind it, and then two massive hotels right next, next door, door to, door each, to other. each other. Because one, one builder built one, and another builder went, well, I want one as well. So he built but another right one. But right next door? Right next door. I know. Anyway, the Grand is still a hotel. The Imperial is no longer a hotel. But it's very Edwardian looking, and very, they are both very beautiful. grand buildings, aren't they? Beautiful. Yes. So you used to come here. Well, when I was a wee girl. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. Uh, my father had a caravanet, and all nine of us, including the French girl, well, obviously. and of course my mum and dad, climbed into the uh, caravanet um, at three o'clock in the morning from? Uh, from Glasgow and drove all the way down to Folkestone to my auntie's. It's not very many miles, is it? No, and um, so if you can imagine the caravanet and you'd put the double bed up, and next to the double bed there was a little little seat and my mum would sit there with a, a toddler on her knee and then there were three people in the front of the car mm -hmm. and then I'm sure my brother and I were in the, the little hold at the back where you put your cases Yep. and the rest were lying down on the double bed and we were all playing <laughs> games, singing songs, probably driving my father. I thought yeah but he just wanted some quiet. Yeah including my little brother Michael who used to kneel behind him and every time a car went past he went <laughs> and my father eventually Because he, he was too close. And he said get that child away from my ear. Um, oh, but it was dear. great fun. And I remember stopping at Scotch Corner. Oh, yep. And uh, we're all going for a wee, so the door would open and one get out, then another, then another, then another. Pretty much people like, like the TARDIS. I know. <laughs> what did you do? That was crazy. Uh, but it was great. And we had such a laugh. And it was so exciting at night time to come down to the Lees. It was all lit up. and. And they had the sunshine as opposed to the cold. Yeah, up but it must have seemed a bit tropical, really. Oh, it's gorgeous. Really, really such a lovely childhood. And how long have you lived down in Kent? I've been in Kent um, for over 30 years. And you've not been back to Foston since? Uh, well, I, not like this. No. I've, I've sort of dropped off. Uh, but no, I have not been back since. Oh. I went down to my auntie's house 
and it's just the same. See, that's nice, isn't it? When you go back, so they've done a lot of renovation round in um, in Folkestone, uh, a lot to do with commemorating the First World War, uh-huh. where um, because this was a real focal point for where the troops were leaving to go across to France. Of course. Uh, we've got a big, long, steep hill that's now called Remembrance Road, which is where they all walk down to the harbour. Such um, a lovely name. Yes, and you go down there, and it's, um, there's lots and lots and lots of knitted poppies that people did for, 1980, oh, for 2018 um, to commemorate all of that. And there's a big Remembrance Arch. It's, it's, done, it's been done really nicely. And some of the benches, when you look out of the Lees, this looks much nicer than I remember. I it. should imagine, but you see, they've got little blocks underneath some of the seats. Yes, they're um, speakers, and they've got letters home from <gasps> uh, soldiers. Oh. It's really lovely. Your view is out to France because so as you we're, can see France. As we're walking along the Lees, as um, as you said, there's massive houses on the left-hand side, and then um, on the other side of the path, you've got the the grass and the benches, and you just see uninterrupted views of the sea and over to the right you've got Dungeness yes it's not and over to the left you've got France I just I mean today is so clear as well isn't it it is so you you can see you can you can actually see the hills and you can see the grass on the hills in France this is the clearest I've seen it in a a long time a little bit sorry if it's a little bit breezy up the top yeah it's not too bad though We've certainly been in worse places. Yeah. Um, before we carry on, yeah. what is our foreign phrase of the week? Uh, Ohio. Ohio. That's a place in America. That's not a phrase. I know, actually. It does sound like Ohio. And I think you say it like, <laughs> like the Ohio, place. like the state. But it's Japanese for okay. good morning. Ohio. Ohio? Yeah. Ohio. And you've got this one, uh, which you might recognise. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa, that means good afternoon. afternoon. And goodbye is sayonara. sayonara. Ah, excellent. So I know Japanese. Can yeah. I add that to my list of all the languages you can. I know? Ohio. You're doing quite well. Ohio, konnichiwa, konnichiwa. And sayonara. 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 Very good. Right, okay. We can do that. We can remember those. Yep. Uh, and you also better tell us how we get here and the price. Yes. You know, someone might not actually know. No, somebody might not know. And, um, of course, we get the train from St Pancras International and with a network rail card that costs £30, you can travel here for... £22.40. Correct. Yes. Correct. Oh, see, <laughs> all these weeks I am learning. After 10 o'clock, it's um, £22.40, day return. And uh, it's 73 miles from London. Mm -hmm. And the train takes 53 minutes or an hour and nine minutes. There's two an hour. Hour and nine, is that the longer one? The Uh slower? Really slower, but it takes longer. uh, Yeah, I don't know (laughs) if that one goes by a Ramsgate or... Uh. Anyway, in, yep. in about an hour, you can be down here from central London. You can. To Folkestone Central. Yeah. So I'll tell you a little bit about, um, in, about Folkestone. In 1885, a funicular railway... And by the way, when I looked that up, because the funicular railway when I was little was so exciting to I go on. I bet it was. Uh, I thought it began with the letter V. 
But actually, fun, funicular. Yes. I didn't realise that. Well, every day's school day. Every day's a school day. Um, it was installed in the Lees in Folkestone and it's powered by water. Well, there's a lot of water and around. gravity. That makes sense. Yes, because it goes Designed by Reginald Pope. Uh, by the way, it's not working. No, it's not. It's been shut. I've, it's it, been shut for a while. Apparently, it's cost like millions to get it up and running. People want it up and running because uh -huh. they can't be bothered to walk up the very steep. I know. Uh, so, if anybody's steps. listening that's got a spare million, yeah. Trish would like you to open it. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's great fun for the kids and. And great fun for us today. Actually, we could just go on it and go up and down. <laughs> I think we could done kick, the whole podcast. I think they'd kick us off after there. a while, wouldn't they? They get right. You two, off. Yeah, they've got two car, two cars. One goes up, one goes down. And um, I don't know, about a dozen people you can fit in it. Can I just point this out that yeah. we're walking past here? Sorry, because yeah. it's all about history. This yeah. particularly, there's a little uh, art installation called Folk Stones, right? And they are stones, stones. and they've all got numbers on them. There's 19,240 numbered stones to signify how many British soldiers were killed in one day, 1st of July 1916. And you can go and look and find numbers. It's, a, it's quite a good, good thing for the kids to do. If you go right, find number one. Okay. And you can see, look, all it is, is it just... Oh, I'll find my age, 32. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the one next to it, a bit older. <laughs> More like 4,921. Isn't it? I think it's a really great oh, representation. Isn't that because of... your initial reaction was just a bunch of stones. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, that's a little yes. bit of history there for you. Because this is what the Lees is, is full of this. You walk along and you see lots and lots of things to do with the, with the First World War. Sorry, carry on with your other bits. That's okay. Oh, uh, so that, that's the funicular railway. Um, the purpose of it, of course, was to bring people from the Lees down to the beach. Yes. So there is a statue, um, a lovely statue of William Harvey. Actually, he's got a bit of... Um, he needs a bit of a clean. He needs he? a bit of a clean. A few seagulls around here, I would <laughs> he's say. He's a bit white on top. You know what it's like? You know the advert for the insurance company? That's what he's like. Bless him. Yeah, William Harvey was a physician. He was born in Folkestone in 1578. Mm. And uh, he was the first to describe accurately how blood was pumped around the body by the heart. And by the way, his wife, uh, Elizabeth Brown, was the daughter of Elizabeth I's physician. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Elizabeth I. I like, know, Elizabeth, her physician. And in 1618, William Harvey became physician to Elizabeth's successor, James I, mm -hmm. and to James's son, Charles, who all then about became connections, king. connections, isn't it? I know. Who you know, that's what it's all about. Mm. He but got his head chopped off, though, Charles I. He did. Yeah, he did. Ah, so, uh, I just also want to tell you, and I know I've got yeah. you into it, but I want to tell everybody else about it, because I'm literally telling everybody about it. Okay. So, during... Uh, obviously, 1914, 1918, First World War. You can tell I'm a little bit obsessed with this at the moment, can't you? Yes. Um, so, the BBC decided in 2014 to 2018 they would commemorate the First World War by doing a series on the radio called oh. Homefront, based in Folkestone. I mean, it does go, it does spread out over the series because there's four years. It couldn't just be in Folkestone. But my God, you walk along here, right, and you can see what they're talking about. And the series is brilliant. 
I've just really started listening to it. I'm absolutely hooked. Yes. You can get it now on BBC Sounds, Homefront. Yes. And I, I was just so excited. Millions of episodes. The other week. Yeah, don't let that be put off. They're only 12 no. minutes long. So, you know, you can listen to a whole week easily. You know, if you're in the car, get your, phone, get your car rigged up to your phone and you can listen to them on your way in the car. Oh, it's fabulous. Um, but I went to Tontine Street, which is a, uh, a uh, bomb dropped in Tontine Street and destroyed a lot of the houses, killed a lot of people. No, don't give it away. I haven't got there yet. <laughs> Apart from the fact that there's a big plaque outside, along Tontine Street now that says about it. But I was just so excited because it was like, this. I've heard of this place. I know where it is. And it um, became real. Uh-huh. So I would just say to everyone, home front. I'm home telling front. as many people as I can. I've listened to all 16 or 18 series. Fantastic. But it's great. Just whilst I'm in the garden, headset on, listening to it. So anyway, there you are. Uh, more First World War history in Folkestone. Because there's lots of it. Yeah. Fantastic. So, on to our subject. Yes, this is going to, this is a little debate between you and I on this yes, one, isn't there? Yes, because I'm one and you're the other. Absolutely. Well, there's somebody in swimming. That's just crazy, because yeah. it can't be that warm. No, it's, I've got my coat on. Yeah. So, the subject is the benefits of getting up early. And quite frankly, I don't see any of them. No. So you're going to... I am an early bird. Me. And I'm very much a night You're owl. not. Oh, God, no. So, but we have to define, first of all, what getting up early and getting up late right, is. Right, okay. So I personally, although I'm an early bird, I'm not a five o'clock in the morning Yes, I'm like early some bird. people I know. And this, when I was researching it, um, the, uh, most people did, who were early birds, did get up at five and I thought, are See, you that's, mad? That's still night time. Uh-huh. I mean, I might get up at six, six thirty. Should have said bless you there. Um, but <laughs> see, that's still too early as well. That's still, and in the winter, it's still dark at six thirty. Yeah. I'm just saying, which means it's still night time. Correct. Having said that, okay, so I do get up at eight o'clock in the morning, or I'm up by eight o'clock. Yes, well, that's not late. No, exactly. But it's not early. No, sort of in between. Okay, it's so it's just like, right, just so like Goldilocks. I made a, a list, a little list, so I'll just run through them. Go on then, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll count So you. students get better grades than their night owl colleagues, and that is, they did a, a research, and that's proof. That's How many that's students did they find uh, anyway. Anyway, to take part in this? Because you get none of them get up early. Better I know, that's true. I don't know any students like that Two students up who got up early got better grades. <laughs> yeah, and they never got up for lunchtime, did they? No. I don't know what that's all about. Well, I Maybe because they were still up. I've got two of them. And over the school holidays, they were not up. Yeah. They were in bed till I don't know what time. And I just thought, whatever. So you get better sleep. And the reason you get better to sleep probably is because you go to your bed early. Knackered. And you're knackered. I've got and to say, sleep right through. I was up early at seven o'clock this morning because that is early for me. Okay. And I've been very busy this morning. I'm shattered now. <laughs> I've only been up for oh, four Oh, you just hours. need a cup of coffee to keep you going. I do need a cup of coffee. That's right. So you have a positive outlook. Hmm. You're, uh, they're better problem solvers because they're more organised, apparently. Okay. 
Well, no, I, I kind of get that. I do, I do understand that. I am more organised if I get up earlier. Uh-huh. You have more energy. Uh, probably because you've had a better sleep. Okay. Uh, there's more time to exercise. There's less traffic on your commute. That's true, because I when I have to go to work early, and I have to leave at 6 o'clock in the morning. Actually, even at 6 o'clock in the morning, they're still busy. 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay, I'll give you that one. I'll let you have okay. that one. Uninterrupted time to work. In other words, you're not constantly checking your phone because there's nothing to check because nothing's Nobody changed. Because I was asleep. Five minutes ago that you checked, <laughs> or the two minutes ago. So you don't need to look at uh, that. Uh, there's more productivity, and this next bit is what I quite like. Oh, off you go then. Is uh, healthy skin, apparently. And the last, the last little note I've written here, apparently, um, it helps you enjoy a bit of me time. And when I say that, is that if you have kids, they're still sleeping, so you can actually that I do agree have with. some time for yourself. And By the way, we're just going past the you. top of the funicular railway, and which is where all the puppies are. There's this are. big whalebone. No, that's the arch. arch. I know, but it looks like a big Does whalebone, look. doesn't it? Does a bit. I see where you get where it comes from. Yeah. Um, I do get that about uh, me time first thing in the morning because actually there's, there is something really nice about being up very early with just the birds and you're sat there, a nice cup of tea. I, I do get that. I'll, I'll let you have that one. Okay, so I've finished with my list. Right, my you? reasons for not getting up early. Yes. Tired throughout the day because clearly that's what I am now. Tired. Yes. Um, so you were saying that you've had enough sleep, but it means you then have to go to bed really early, and all the best things on the telly are on at nine o'clock. Yes, but what do you mean really early? I mean, I, I'm, an, I'm a morning person, but I actually hardly ever go to my bed before 11. I'll oh, see, I go to bed at about that. So but there you go. Maybe then. I just need more sleep. Maybe. I'm like a sloth and need lots and lots of sleep. Um, also, if you get up early, you lack more creativity. So apparently there was a study that was done to say that, yes, you'll be more productive in the morning, but your creative side is better in the evening. Yes, I do agree with you there. <laughs> Yes. So I suppose it depends whether you need a productive day or a creative day. Yeah, but a creative day, I mean, you can be creative. If you're organised, you can actually be creative first thing in the morning. But if it, I, what I tend to do if I do get up early is um, I faff. Yes. I'm not actually... No. I haven't got up with the intention no. of being creative. Just go, oh, I'll just do and this and I'll just do that. You're like, more productive. I won't, You're pr I won't start playing the piano at six o'clock in the morning. To be fair, I, I was just going to say, people will be like, no, don't play the piano no, at six o'clock in no, the morning. It's but got you do headphones. have headphones, so it would be allowed. We're just walking down some steps. They're very yes, they are um, quite steep. Steep and bendy. These are the steps I used to go down when I was little. Did you used to like, run down them as well? Yeah, no, but, but it was dead exciting. Oh, quite scary. Going through they? the trees, down Trying, to the bottom. Walking of the... and talking. 
whilst walking downstairs. And reading your notes. And reading your notes. Oh, yes, my God. It's, a, it's uh, a bit like the White Cliffs of Dover when we did that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bit... Oh. I think we nearly got blown off there, didn't we? We did. Uh, right. So I've also got uh, adverse health uh, effects for getting up early. Adverse? Mental health. Yes. No. So the University of Westminster, because that's like a proper study there study. Uh, say that if you get up before 7am you have higher levels of stress hormones and they remain high throughout the day well Therefore, I, get, I do give you that mood. no I, I wouldn't say you're in a bad mood but uh, maybe that's why I stay slim because I'm like well, it's because you don't stop I don't stop it's because you don't sit down no. ever 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 so um, so yes you've got high stress levels uh, and, they, and you don't get rid of them during the day, so then you're just moody and grumpy by the evening. Uh, and then my final one for you is, do you know what? It's personal to you. If you want to get up early, get, get up, up early. early. And if you don't, don't. Do you know what my husband's always saying? Just stay in bed. You don't <laughs> need to. And I'm like, toss, turn, toss, turn. Oh, just get you up. You might as well just get up. Just get whereas up. Whereas I'm quite happy, whereas my husband... From very early on, when we used to get to because he does get up, at, he does get up at five o'clock in the morning because he's really strange. Um, I would lay in bed till eight o'clock on a Saturday, and he would go, "You can stay in bed all day." Uh. It's eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so it is personal to you, and all these studies that show this is better for you, that is better for you. They don't know you. No, they don't. So therefore, you and do they don't know what, what right. you. Need to do that. No. Day. Can I just say? So. so, my little one, who's not really very little, uh, has just turned 15. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Jack. And um, he has got two years left at school. That's the only reason I get up at half seven, is to make sure he gets to school. Uh -huh. In two years' time, you I won't be getting up at half seven. Eight I, I might even go nine o'clock. Oh, am I looking forward to that? So there you have it. I'm just early pausing you. Yeah, oh. early versus. But I'm just pausing you for a second because I'm looking out. When I was little, <laughs> there was when a fair was here, and you could uh, go on boats. You could. There's a. There were rides. There were stalls. There, you know. So my mum was saying that yes. she thinks that only went about five years ago. Did it? Yeah. Because oh. I think she was talking to someone down here. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. There's no. There's no. There's uh, nothing here. There's just stones. Stones. Pebbly beach. Yes. But it's lovely. But I like Folkestone. I think breezy. what they've done with it is pretty good. Yes. Um, have you got a handy hint for us this week? I have got Oh, handy. you did the banana one that you did last week, didn't you? you said about. Oh, let me tell you, I actually made the banana ice cream. So what I didn't say, which I would presume everybody did, you peel the bananas first, by the way. I Just, would have done. Yeah, but you never know. Some people say, oh, you didn't tell us to peel well, the bananas. Well. <laughs> yeah, so you peel, I, what I did was I peeled the bananas, chopped them up, put them in a bag, put them in the freezer. Five hours later, whizzed them up with a little bit of honey and I also put in a little bit of milk to just a little bit loosen it uh, maybe to loosen it a wee bit and, and then I ate it then and then I licked the bowl <laughs> <laughs> it was so yummy 
And I had it that evening uh, for pudding. Yep. And then, but the next day I had it, it was a bit iced. Oh, so it got some crystals in it. Yeah, but crystally. Yeah. So if you make it, eat it straight away. Which, by the sounds of it, is no hardship whatsoever. No. So go on then, give me another helpful handy tip this okay. week. I think you'll like this one, but it is a cleaning one. Oh, it's good because I cleaned downstairs Maybe yesterday. you haven't cleaned this bit. Which bit are you talking about? Under your fridge. No, I did not clean under my fridge. So you don't want to move the fridge. No. Everything gets knocked over. Yes. So you kind of just leave it. Mm -hmm. And try to put your hand on it. doesn't quite go far enough. So you get a stick, put a sock <gasps> on the end of the stick. Sock. And you could tape it down a wee bit. And then you get the off. stick right underneath. Well, that's thing. quite a good idea. I should imagine like that, one. that my fridge probably does need cleaning because I couldn't yes. even tell you the last time it was cleaned under there. Yeah. I will try that next time I clean my um, kitchen. Yes. Not this week because I've just done it. So. And next week we're staying in Folkestone yes. because we want to take you down to the harbour yes. and continue our war stories. And I want you to reminisce even more. And I think down by the beachside you will have even more memories come flooding back, back to you with beach huts and all sorts. Well, and uh, shall I tell you what we're going to talk about? Go on then. Okay. Daily habits to make you smarter. Ah. Yeah. All right, I'll look forward okay. to that. So as the Japanese would say, until, oh, until sorry, next Emily. week, sayonara. sayonara.